You are listening to Books Are My People, a podcast for book lovers with book news, book recommendations, and ruminations on living a literary life in Los Angeles. This is episode 41, and I am recording on Friday, January 15th. I hope you are all pleasantly surprised to find this extra episode this month. New episodes of Books Are My People typically come out every other week, but since I did so much reading over winter break, I have enough titles to throw in an extra show. The episode with guest author Jackie Skoll will air in a week on January 25th. Today, it's just me. I hope some of our listeners out there have already gotten their vaccine. I know my doctor friends in LA have, but that's about it. It is a very slow rollout here in LA. And since I fall in the 16 to 49 year old category, I do not expect to be getting it anytime soon. I think this is the one and only time in my life that I will share a category with a 16 year old. We just finished watching the first season of Ted Lasso as a family, and it's been really fun. It's about an American coach that moves to England to coach soccer. I'm also watching a BBC show on my own called Trigonometry on HBO Max that I have thoroughly been enjoying. My city chickens are doing well, but only one out of the seven is laying eggs still. Uh, Lots of them have molted or are in the process of molting where they lose about half of their feathers and then It takes a lot of energy out of them, so they are on egg-laying hiatus for the winter. If the spirit moves you, feel free to rate this podcast on iTunes. It helps other book lovers find out about Books Are My People, and thank you to this listener who writes, I am so happy to have found out about this podcast. It is during the time of quarantine where I have been devouring books, and I no longer have to do all the research to figure out what to read next. Jennifer does an excellent job of informing the listener about the book without being revealing. So thank you so much. You too can add your two cents over at iTunes. And now it's time for some bookish news. A few years ago, author Sally Rooney had said, I have no idea if I'll write another book. If you are a fan and her words freaked you out, rest assured she will release a new novel in September. The new novel is called Beautiful World, Where Are You? and follows four young adults in Ireland. The amazing writer Roxane Gay is starting her own book club. Everyone seems to be doing it these days. Hers is called the Audacious Book Club, and it will last at least one year, maybe more, and it's open to all. Some notable books on her list for the year include Detransition Baby, which is the February pick, and I just finished reading that one, and it was amazing. And uh, another pick of hers is Milk, Blood, Heat for April, which I also just read and loved. And I will post a link in the show notes to her book club so you can see all her picks for the year and you can sign up and be in the book club. And New York Public Libraries are doing something really fun. Storyline is their new Dial a Story service. You can now call 917 Ask NYPL. That's 917-275-6975. You're going to select option six pound 
and you will hear a children's book performed by one of their librarians. How fun is that? Each week, a new story will be made available, and the stories are going to be offered in English, Spanish, and Mandarin. I will leave a link in the show notes to this information. Now, onto this extra week of books, and I do post about even more books I'm reading on my Instagram account at Jennifer Calogeris. You sort of have to wade through some of my painting posts and posts about my dog, but the books are there. So my first pick today is My Brilliant Life by Aaron Kim. This book comes out on January 26th, so you can add it to your to-read list, but it originally came out in uh, South Korea in 2013. This is obviously a translated version, and it was translated into English by Chi Young Kim. So this book is about Aram, who is 16 years old, and this is the same age his parents were when they had him. Aram has a rare syndrome called progeria, which makes him age eight times faster than the average child. It's sort of like the opposite of a Benjamin Button situation. So he knows he doesn't have much time left to live, and he decides to write down all of the stories his parents have shared with him over the years. We, the reader, get to read these stories and learn about his parents' lives how they met, how they ended up having him at such a young age. Remember, they were only 16. This is a book about writing one's life story. It's about memory and about listening to others' stories. This book is beautiful and sad and poignant and unlike any book I've ever read. It's very short, just over 200 pages. It's one of those quiet books that sneaks up on you and lingers long after the last page is read. So thank you to Forge Books and NetGalley for the advanced review copy. And I recently found out that it was adapted into a Korean film back in 2014. So I'm very interested to see if I can get my hands on a copy of it. And again, that is My Brilliant Life by Aaron Kim. Next up is a much lighter read because I like to change it up, and that is The Housewife Chronicles by Jennifer Snow. This book came out in November, and I wasn't going to talk about it, but I feel like maybe some of you need a lighter book right now because the world just feels so heavy. So in this novel, Beth is a recently widowed potter, And she finds out that her husband's been cheating on her. And she finds this out two weeks before her husband dies under mysterious circumstances. And to add insult to injury, the woman who has been having the affair with her husband happens to live next door. And she is a yoga instructor and her name is Gina. So Beth wants nothing more than to just pack up her life and her kids and run away because everyone's kind of gossiping about the affair and about her husband's death. But then the stakes are raised when she becomes the prime suspect in the murder of her husband. This story is told using alternate points of views between Beth and Gina. And Housewife Chronicles looks at the compassion necessary when there's a seismic shift in a family makeup. The prose is fast-paced and blunt at times with plot twists and turns at every corner. There's dark comedy and a lot of heart. I think that fans of Big Little Lies and Not That I Could Tell will love this book. Thank you to Nick Galley for the advanced review copy. And I'm not sure who the publisher is. I actually think that the author may have 
self-published this one, which is awesome. And again, that is The Housewife Chronicles by Jennifer Snow. My next pick is The Rib King by Lady Hubbard, and this comes out tomorrow. Okay, so this book just totally blew me away. It starts in 1914, set in the South, where for the past 15 years, August Sitwell, who is Black, has worked as a devoted groundskeeper for the Barclays. The Barclays are an upper-class white family who is going broke. Like the teenage Black boys the Barclays employ, Sitwell was also plucked as a boy from an asylum. Uh, Also occurring as a backdrop to the main narrative are labor strikes and racial violence. Sitwell really looks out for the boys who are employed in the Barclay home, and he seems to have a real friendship with the other employees. But all of this is put to the test when Mr. Barclay agrees to sell his cook's secret recipe, a sauce, and wants Sitwell to be the face of the label without getting his approval. At first, this seems to sit well with Sitwell. See what the author did there with his name? I won't say much more here, except for the fact that midway through the novel, the narration shifts perspective, and it felt just perfect and illuminating. There are too many layers in this novel to summarize here, but suffice it to say, it was an exhilarating ride through history, weaving threads of disenfranchisement and racism and violence towards people of lower classes and their rage and response to this exploitation throughout the years as the story moves forward in time. This is definitely one of the most original and compelling novels I have read in a long time. This is a book that explores class and race and turns a mirror to our own country's ugly roots that still cling. I highly, highly recommend it. And thank you to Amistad and to NetGalley for the advanced review copy. And again, that is The Rib King by Lady Hubbard. And Lady is spelled L-A-D-E-E. Taking another sharp turn for my next pick today, you know I like to go all over the map. It is We Could Be Heroes by Mike Chen, and this comes out January 26th. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you might remember the author Mike Chen from the novel that I talked about called A Beginning at the End, and that was on episode 18. So he is back with We Could Be Heroes, a book that I wouldn't normally pick up based on the premise, but since I liked the other one so much, I decided to give it a try. In this novel, two characters have superpowers, but they have no memory of how or why they have them. Jamie discovers that he is known as the Mind Robber, a villain who robs banks, which makes him sound evil, but he's using the money to buy things like coffee and cat food and books, so not too nefarious. And then there's Zoe, who has an ability to be really fast and uses her superpower to deliver fast food. She's also an everyday vigilante with the ability to hover. So after a bank robbery goes wrong, the mismatched duo discover one another's identities at a memory loss support group, but they don't know where they got their powers and they're wondering if someone is trying to weaponize them. This is astute world building, a fun premise, and a fast-paced adventure that makes this book so entertaining. It's a feel-good superhero book read that I didn't know I needed. So thank you to Harlequin and Mira Publishing and to NetGalley for the advanced review copy of that book. And again, that is We Could Be Heroes by Mike Chen. 
My final pick is The Mystery of Mrs. Christie by Marie Benedict. I saved this final pick for the end because I think by now many of you have heard about this book. There must have been a very expensive publishing and marketing campaign behind it. Marie Benedict is the author of The Only Woman in the Room, which I talked about on episode 15, and her thing is to take real women in history and write historical novels about them, and I am just in for all of her books. So this one is about the famous, perhaps the most famous mystery author, Agatha Christie, who became embroiled in her own mystery when she disappeared. So the novel starts out back in, I think it's 1914, it could be 1916, I can't quite remember, when she meets the man who will become her husband. Then we are reeled forward in time to the day when the police arrive to Mr. Christie's home, wondering where his wife is because they've heard that she has disappeared. The chapters alternate between the early years of her marriage and Agatha publishing her first mystery novel and then to the chapters of her mysterious disappearance as the plot thickens. I will say that because I had already read a nonfiction book about this subject, I knew how the plot would play out, and I think it would have been maybe a bit more of an exciting read for me if I didn't know this information. But it's still always fun to time travel with Benedict. And again, that was The Mystery of Mrs. Christie by Marie Benedict. All of the books and other things I've talked about are listed in the show notes section of the podcast with a click through to my books or my people bookstore at bookshop.org. Or you can visit my website, www.booksaremypeople.com. Up next for me is Outlawed by Anna North. And next week, Jackie Skoll will be here to discuss Dogland, a journey to the heart of America's dog problem. That's all for me. I hope you all have a wonderfully bookish week.